The word of God from St. Peter, chapter 3. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Throughout the centuries, there have been many predictions for when the world was going to end. People do all kinds of calculations based on the age of the earth, what they think, or the years listed in various books of the Old Testament, the prophets and other things. And all those predictions have been wrong. It seems so strange to try to set a date for Judgment Day when Jesus here clearly says that it will come suddenly, like a thief in the night. That suddenness is to urge us to be prepared every day for Judgment Day. That is also what Peter says here. You should be the kind of persons who live a holy and godly life looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Aren't you eager to be in heaven? Of course, we have many blessings here on earth from God in this life, and we should enjoy them and use them to his glory. But in our heart, we also long for that perfectness, that blessedness of heaven where there will be no more sin or crime or war or hatred or sadness or death. The things of this world will pass away. Our text says they will melt, be burned up, be dissolved. A very thorough description. We cannot and should not cling to earthly things, but as we are urged in other places, set our minds on things above. For Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. But in our text, Peter is not preaching a sermon of doom and gloom. The Bible does not speak of the end of the world as the day of judgment uh, more than eight times. But 26 times it calls it the day of the Lord. It is when we believers will be joined with God in eternal blessedness. And when Jesus speaks of these signs of the end times and all the things that are to come, he says, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Again, we're reminded here that all things will be made new. We like new things, a new car, a new computer, a new book, a new video game, whatever it is, but imagine new heavens and a new earth. We have to imagine because we can't really understand what that will be like. It will be paradise restored perfect communion and communication with God, the fulfillment of all of Jesus' work of our salvation, bringing all believers together in eternalness of heaven. All things will be renewed and made perfect again, including our sinful selves. 
we will be without sin. Can you even think what that will be like? No sinful thoughts to bring us shame. No sinful words that we must regret. No sinful actions that bring us harm and punishment. Peter says, righteousness dwells there. In Psalm 23, David teaches us that our gracious Lord leads us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even here on earth, we have righteousness because Jesus is our righteousness and shares with us his blessed and perfect sinlessness before God. Even here on earth, our sins are covered and we are dressed in the holy robes of Jesus' holiness. We are washed clean and made white in the blood of Christ. Even here on earth, God considers us to be saints, holy ones, because he makes us holy through his word and sacraments. In baptism, God calls us by his name and washes away our sin. There our sin passes away, melts, and is dissolved, just as will happen to the earth on the last day. And from holy baptism, we rise again to walk in newness, newness of life. And in the preaching of the gospel, the Holy Spirit renews his promise to us each and every time. The good news that we are redeemed, bought back, restored, forgiven. And in the sacrament of the altar, we receive the New Testament in Jesus' body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. God himself prepares us through these holy means of grace to enter into the new heavens and the new earth, ourselves being renewed by the power of the Spirit. We can't enter heaven, though, in our sinful and corrupt state, but we shall be changed and renewed and restored to the image of God perfectly. St. Paul describes it this way, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not sleep, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Are you ready for this? Through Jesus' blood, you are. Through your baptism, you are. Through the power of the Holy Spirit in the gospel, you are. That day will come suddenly and we need to be prepared. Heaven and earth shall pass away and be dissolved in the fire. But we look, forward to, to, we look forward to and hasten the coming of the day of God through our faith. According to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Jesus says, behold, I make all things new. Therefore, look up. Lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.